Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This week's episode features the founders of The Sparkle Bar, Alex Bradbury and Leah Scheibel. They actually befriended our podcast on Instagram, and we like them so much we invited them to be guests. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Kathy Van Ness. She's the COO of Golden Door Properties. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am so happy to be joined by Alex Bradbury and Leah Scheibel, founders of The Sparkle Bar. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Hey, thank you for having us. I'm so excited that you're here and you're visiting from Arizona. Arizona. Mm -hmm. So you spent a few days in New York. Yeah. About like half. 30 hours. <laughs> I'm on half day. Wait, really? Yes. Okay, so give me the whole itinerary. Um, well, we came in at 7 a.m. yesterday, or 8, I think is when we arrived. Yes, yeah, so we took the red eye from Arizona on Sunday night. We've been here, we were here all day yesterday. We were tourists. We took the city bikes, went around Central Park, ate a food, drank coffee, drank wine, and then now we're here and we take off in a couple hours. Yeah, so you're here to see us. Yes. yes. So, Just cool. you guys. Yeah. so I want to give our listeners like a little background of how we met, and we met over Instagram. Gotta love Instagram, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it. I sometimes I kind of hate social media, but then sometimes mm-hmm. I love it, and it's for this reason that right. I love it, right. that we were able to build a relationship with you and get super curious about the business that you're building just by seeing you on Instagram, and um, that's where magic can happen. Totally agree. Love Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you made other um, friends like this over Instagram? I think we meet most, most of the people different. that we work with and, and um, have the opportunity to meet via Instagram, which is very cool. Sometimes it's funny because we don't know, like, do I know you in real life or is it just because just, I follow you on Instagram? Yeah. I don't know your real Either name. way, I'm happy to see your kids are doing well and you did a great trip and it's awesome. All right. So tell us, uh, we'll start with you, Leah. Tell us what the Sparkle Bar, Bar is all about. So the Sparkle Bar is a beautiful space where anyone, regardless of skin tone, type, age, check, texture, gender, can come get their makeup done, feel really, really confident, and leave feeling educated as well. And Alex, why did you start this business? Um, I'm like our target consumer, I feel. Uh, There wasn't a space where women could go, and I, being um, a woman of color, always found challenges in in finding makeup artists who knew how to work with my skin tone and my type and my texture. So we decided to create a space that was very inclusive to everyone so that anyone could come in and know that they're going to get an amazing application without being pressured to buy anything from a team of artists who are well-versed in everyone. So feel good about it. How many years has it been? We're going to turn three on the 24th, actually. Is it the 24th? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, almost three days. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, is the Sparkle Bar your full-time jobs, or is it still a side hustle for both of you? So it's my full-time job. Alex has... Yeah. My side hustle. Mm -hmm. Alex has two full-time jobs. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Your um, equal weight side hustle. Right. Now, now right. which becomes the side hustle, your original job or this job? My original job, actually. <laughs> I'm on autopilot over there, so it makes it possible for me to be very engaged here, but um, it's, not, it's not easy. Does your <laughs> old job know that they're yes. the side hustle now? I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there comes to terms with it? And I think it's like the idea, right? You want to see people grow and be happy, and so I feel very supported by my current company, and I'm happy that I'm, I'm there, but I'm ready to take the next step. Okay, so let's um, let's dip our toe into life as an entrepreneur in Arizona around beauty. Mm-hmm. And I want to start with this archaic law situation that you found yourself faced with. Um, in Arizona, there was a law that said what? So that you, unless for the purpose of demonstration, could not sell your service as an artist. Um, in addition to that, 
there was no place that you could just go and get your makeup done. So it was a salon setting. So in addition to having to be licensed, we also had to have shampoo bowls and things like that um, that we would never we would never utilize. And totally unrelated to our business. So it was just a very you know women weren't getting their hair blown out years ago. They were they are way I'm sorry today they weren't getting their makeup done for events and you know social outings. So you know we just cleared up any gray area that existed um, previous to us changing the law. And that law does exist in, I think, every state. Outside every state. Okay, so you wanted to create this place where um, makeup artists could put makeup on people, make them feel good, get them ready for whatever they're moving on to, and not have a hair salon, and not right. have other services. Right. But the law in Arizona said, no, you can't do this. Correct. Right. Um, so what did you have to do to move the law forward to be able to do what you're doing now? So we worked with a law firm, the Institute for Justice, and they were the ones who actually helped us craft the legal language and then sign up as lobbyists and get our, our sponsoring senators in place so that we could get this law changed or amended. And it has been amended? Yes. Okay, so how many weeks, years of work did it take to make this happen? So legislation is actually only in session for three months, and we found out, I would say, two to three months prior to legislation's opening, and so six months. Wow. So it took you six months to even just be able to like put product on people's faces. Right. Um, I would imagine that a lot of entrepreneurs, if faced with this situation, would have said, forget it. I'm not even going to bother. This is like too expensive, too hard. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know people in state government. Um, but why did you guys push through it? I don't think that we saw it as, um, at that moment, I don't think that we saw it as anything different than we need to find a space. We need to hire employees. Mm. It was just the next step in our, our checklist. In our checklist. But you see how like daunting it sounds, right? Of course. Oh, yes. Well, so they told us that we couldn't do it and we're like, well, then what do we do next? Like, how do we fix that? Because that's the silly rule. And I think because we just had such conviction about it being like archaic and, and unnecessary that we decided to just proceed forward. But I think in, in retrospect, it might have um, scared us a little bit more than it actually did. So mm -hmm. blind faith, I guess. Right. <laughs> and you had the support from groups so you didn't actually have to pay any legal bills? Correct. Correct. The Institute for Justice. That's huge. That is How amazing. did you make that happen? So we've been very fortunate to tap into the resources that are available to us and met some really incredible people who have helped us. Um, Alicia Marseille, shout out to her, um, who was the person who put us in touch um, with IJ, and they had previously helped, um, her name is Essence, a natural hair braider in Arizona with the same uh, situation, or very similar situation. Mm -hmm. So um, does the change in the law affect everybody in Arizona or just your county? Everyone. Everyone. Okay, so you've state. helped entrepreneurs and beauty across Arizona. Across the state. Right. And do um, beauty entrepreneurs know that about you? Yes. I think a lot do, many mm -hmm. do, um, and we've received a lot of support and, and emails from, you know, our, our colleagues and beauty professionals and they've all been very thankful so it's awesome it's so you're the face of the new amended law right that's so cool. SB 1320 yeah that's, that's exciting what is the law SB 1320 oh that's so exciting yeah. you should create like a service named after oh that's oh adorable gosh, I love that idea we love that idea we should work with that's you that's so cute and then eventually yeah. when you start developing your own product because I'm sure that will happen in the future you should like have a shade or that's a product, adorable right? I love that I love that I think that we don't actually give it enough um like the the magnitude of doing something like that, um, enough credit right. 
we're learning to uh, slow down and appreciate the journey and, and all of that. But I think, you know, as entrepreneurs typically do, we just are so focused on the goal that we don't smell the roses. So Right. I'd like you to stop and smell the roses on this one and share, <laughs> share it with your community on social because, um, like I said, a lot of people just would have been like, forget it, I can't do this. I'll go somewhere else or right. do something, mm-hmm. something different. Um, it would have stopped them in their tracks, but you found a way to be resourceful. Um, and make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's a story people want to hear. So I'm glad you're sharing it with yeah, us. And I want you. you to share it with you know other people as well. Right. Well, we're working on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can have like an anniversary party for the day that uh, like. Oh my oh, gosh! That's so cute. So I smart. love all of these ideas. Because <laughs> this must be your job. Right. <laughs> this is big, and it really I think um, the fact that you did this it's just infused with your spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So it is so true to who you are as business partners and yeah. what's you know, in the Sparkle Bar and. Um, you know, being scrappy and being entrepreneurial and not taking no for an answer. Right. Um, so it's worth celebrating. Thank you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that in your okay, honor. Cool. Sure. <laughs> okay, you'll keep me posted on what you do there. Definitely. Um, okay, so um, let's talk about this white space that you saw, right? Before you even knew there was a law in your way. Because um, I would think, oh, there's so many places to test out makeup, right? There's stores all over the place. What void did you see in your community? I don't think that there's any one line that has everything for everyone. So I think that was the missing link. Um, yes, you can go to um, the department store and visit a Nordstrom or Saks or Macy's and have your makeup done at any beauty counter. But um, to assume or say that that counter, Chanel, whoever it is, is going to have everything that's perfect for you is is naive. So that's why we decided to hand create all of our kits and make it very accessible to the average woman to have um, a service that should you know, be super easy to, to access. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely spaces in a salon that maybe has a makeup artist as well, but generally that person is also a stylist. Mm-hmm. And so they are not fully, you know, engaged in making sure that they're on trend and keeping up with education and things like that. So we wanted a space where someone has been spent years honing their craft and making sure that they are the expert here versus, you know, I'm, I'm good at everything. Right. So um, is your vision that like the way that I just stop into any salon and get my hair blown out, that I would just stop into the sparkle bar, get my makeup done and be on my way? It's like not just for an event. It's just for my, my life. Yes. Yes. It's for and brunch. It's for an interview. It's because you're going to see your girlfriend. It's for a date. It's for a birthday. It's for a bridal shower. It's for housewarming anything. Or if you want to learn, you want to learn how to do your makeup. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is not in your budget that you could pop in, you know, for a brunch or for a baby shower or even for your family photos, but you can take the time to have a lesson and leave feeling like an expert in your own right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's six minutes and you're only putting on three or four products, but you're doing it correctly and you're doing it functionally. Mm -hmm. So, but you're not selling any products. This is like a big kind of shift in my head because I'm just used to people putting on makeup and then trying to sell me the products, right? This is what we've all been trained around. Um, Why do you stop there? I think that that kind of lends us credibility to we're putting the right product on you. We're choosing the product, we just talked about this this morning, that's right for you and your experience. So Alex was putting her makeup on today, and it's much more humid here than it is at home. We're walking (laughs) everywhere. Right, and so, I mean, those types of things are things that you need to be educated on. And and how often are we educated on, oh, I'm going to the beach, what two or three items can I use? And they're not going to look the same as they do in our 107 degree heat that is 
Right. So you're almost like editors, curators for yes. your customer, right? And without, I, I mean, I told you, Alex, like I actually do want you to sell a product because I do <laughs> think that you've already probably built up this trust and, um, you know, faith in your customers that they don't feel like you're selling right. them stuff they don't need. Um, so my thinking is enough is your business is that. Um, you're going to make my life easier and just allow me to buy what you're what you're recommending to me. But that, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Say we, because as if I'm a part of your company. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> um, like maybe like a little godmother or something, sprinkling fairy dust. But um, you know, this idea that I can just come, get it done, learn if I want to learn, or just like have the service I need and be on my way. Um, you know, that's a trend that we see in so many things that we're doing. But this idea of, like, deep education. So you live in Arizona where it's dry and mm-hmm. warm. Today in New York City, let me paint a picture. If you go outside, you're sweating, mm-hmm. like dripping with sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so humid. It's raining. It's not even, like, crazy hot. It's just super sticky. Right, right. right. So how did that change your makeup application today? So we and I were actually talking at breakfast how important it is to be able to adapt to the to whatever the, the temperature is. Um and I was a little flustered because I'm so conditioned to do what I do at home. It's very moist here today. <laughs> so that made everything a little bit more slick. So, you know, to her point, um, having the education, even being there all the time, um, I do have access to these makeup artists who show me so much. Um, and it just takes the stress out of a situation when you're able to, <clears throat> excuse me, just do what you know you need to do and look pretty. Right. So what was your, what is your day job, other job? Like, where were you before Sparkle Bar became an idea? Sales. So, like, the name of the company? No. No. no oh. If you want to say the name of your company, you can. Give them a shout out. So, well, I, excuse me, gosh. <laughs> I work for Monster Worldwide. Sorry, I was just talking. Um, so I'm in sales. I love sales. What are you <clears> selling? I sell recruitment solutions. So I help companies find human capital. It's very difficult, which has been very helpful um, with the Sparkle Bar as well. It's understanding what is important to um, an employee and, and making sure it's a very employee-centric company that we work or that we that we create them, the culture form. So I'm in sales and I love to share my favorite things with everybody. So that's why this is a very natural fit. It's very organic. I'm able just to tell people about you know makeup and how awesome it is and how you can feel pretty and why you should come hang out with us. And it's a really fun, inviting, casual atmosphere, and people just really enjoy being there, which is it's just nice. And Leah, what were you doing before Sparkle Bar? So I've been doing makeup for 17 years, and most recently prior to opening the Sparkle Bar, I was a regional makeup artist for Laura Mercier Cosmetics. Cool. Okay, so let's talk about the infancy of this idea, right? How do you know each other, and how did this idea come about? You want to start, Leah? Yeah, so we had, um, so as a regional artist, I was only working about eight days a month, and so I had gotten really? a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that's just, awesome. right? And we had just... Um, well, so we had met um, selling medical software. So I got a job with Alex, and we had met that way. And then... Oh, you took a side hustle mm-hmm. with your makeup job in sales also. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. you're both natural-born sales people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. so you were selling medical equipment. How did you come into contact with Alex? So Alex and I were on the same sales team. Oh, you were selling medical equipment before you were selling human capital yes. services. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. I can so you're working. <laughs> That's good to know. You were working together. How many years ago was this? Five. We mm-hmm. both, are, so so I have two kids. She's mm-hmm. got one. Um, our youngest are about three weeks apart. So we were both on maternity leave at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's when I had this idea and <clears throat> called Leah because I knew I needed the creative side to create something because I'm operations and business and very like black and white um, to create the Sparkle Bar. So that, that's how that whole thing happened. And how old are the kids now? 
five. Okay, I just turned five. And my oldest is almost eight. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you had an ins a moment of inspiration. Mm -hmm. It happened while you were on maternity leave? Yeah, I was literally sitting on my back patio, and I was like, why doesn't a place... I had an event to attend, and so like everything was picked out, right? My dress was ready, and my shoes, and I had my hair situation taken care of, and it was just the makeup. And while I'm like pretty decent at doing my own makeup, um, this was like years ago, so I've gotten better over time, I didn't have that um, taken care of. And how often do you like go somewhere, and you want to take pictures and feel really pretty, and then you just don't, and then you don't want to you know, commemorate the moment? So... That's um, when it happened, and I like literally went on like GoDaddy or some like domain place and purchased the name. It was available, and then just called her. <laughs> okay, so you're on maternity leave. You have an event to go to, mm -hmm. so you're already sort of vulnerable because like mm -hmm. you just had a baby and right. you're tired, look weird, and, and yeah, just, like spit up everywhere. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't everywhere. showered in days. Right. So, and mm -hmm. you want your makeup to look great and you're thinking about the opportunities in your neighborhood yeah. like where can I go yeah so I called Leah and I was like where can I go and she's like there really isn't a place outside of the counter or unless you know I help you mm -hmm. she wasn't available and her only recommendation was to make me an appointment at one of those counters where I've already had a bad experience in the past mm -hmm. and that was when I just you know thought like well how come there isn't really like a place there's a blow about places and but not makeup so Okay, so um, I love that this started on a new maternity leave because I, I actually had like a big epiphany moment about my business when after I had my son, I was mm -hmm. like, he was like six months old. I'm like, I can't be a freelancer. Mm -hmm. I need an agency, mm -hmm. right? So it's like maybe it's just taking a break from work, right? The day to day that gives you the opportunity to right. think bigger about other things. Well, and I think because I have daughters and I was like, you know, I can't tell my daughter to like go after her dreams if I'm not willing to do the same thing myself. And so that's when I was just like, we're just going to just jump and see what happens. Okay. Either way, we're going to So you're on maternity leave. You get a phone call from your friend, mm -hmm. Alex. She says, I just bought the yeah. domain name. And I want you to, I want you to help me. And I was like, yeah, I'll anytime. Like I'd love to, I'd love I'll to do makeup there. And then she's like, um, Oh no, no. Like I want you to be my partner. I'm like, Oh, anytime you need me to work there. Like I'll be there. You just let me know. And then she's like, no, no, no. Like I like, we should do this together. And I was like, not into it. I, I loved my job. I was home with my baby, and so I wasn't working very many days a month, and so then she called me several more times. And then, you know, I just thinking back to my clients, I can't tell you how many times a day they say, I wish you could just come home with me. Can you just do my makeup all the time? I hate coming here. I don't need any more lip gloss. Like, please. And so then that's when I was like, you know what? This is, she's right. Okay, you had no entrepreneurial, like, juice inside of you at that moment. So I actually did have two other businesses previously. <laughs> um, and so one was still running at the time when we had started this business. Um, we sold and manufactured adult big wheels. <laughs> adult big wheels? Uh -huh. oh, like so big, like huge tricycles. Bikes? Okay. Yep. Uh -huh. um, and prior to that, um, we had a small apparel line. Um, okay, let's just take a pause on beauty and talking about the big wheels. So they're like giant size yeah. big wheels, and you right. manufacture them uh -huh. in the From US? From our garage, uh-huh. Out of metal or plastic? Steel. Mm -hmm. Steel, yep. So, and then who did you sell them to? Um, we did like A&E, Duck Dynasty, Jack Daniels, Grey Goose. Uh, so were they um, like co-branded? Those ones, yes. Uh -huh. But we did them, I mean, for individuals too. Canada, I like look at you because every time, like while we were still doing this program, I'm like, this is happening. We just got this huge order. And so, um, but yeah, so that's what they were. And you still have that business? No. Oh. 
So if somebody's listening to this pod and they want an adult They're like, oh wheel, my gosh. they can't call you? Sorry. Good. Yeah. It's called Urban Trike. Urban Trike is no longer. And is it? At this moment. I mean, they might. We had business partners, so they might pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was the biggest number of bikes that were ordered at once? Uh, 50. And, and they're all made by hand, I assume? Uh-huh, yes. So that's a lot of bikes. Yeah, so that was a lot of bikes. That was for, um, like, it was like a, a traveling group that did, like, X Games stuff. Oh, uh-huh. And so then they would, like, jump them. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did you get into that business? Um, so our business partners at the time, who were our business partners with sort of a, uh, just a partner in general with our apparel business, we had met them over drinks. They were talking about how he had a big 35th birthday party and he's like, I just want to rent some tricycles and like, like have tricycles at my birthday party. And then my boyfriend was like, oh, I can make that. And then he's like, really? Because we ordered, we rented ours from San Diego and it was thousands of dollars. And he's like, no, 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 I'll make you one. And so then we built the prototype and everyone was super into it. They look really rad and everyone loved them. Okay, I think (laughs) demand might increase after the pod goes live. (laughs) Okay, wait, and you also had another business at the time, which was fashion? Oh, let's not call it fashion. It was MMA, fight gear, and apparel. So like mouth guards, hand wraps, and um, t-shirts and whatnot. Okay, and you're not doing that business anymore? No. So that business took a back seat to the trikes, and both of us were still working our jobs, and so... You and your boyfriend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So okay, so you are, you've always been bitten by the entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneurial bug. Have you ever had a side hustle? <clears throat> um, no, but my, my parents are entrepreneurs. Dad is an uh, entrepreneur, so I think it's just in my blood, my DNA, to not work for other people. Okay. But this, one, this Sparkle Bar is the first time, your first go at this. Yeah, outside of like babysitting. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should not undervalue babysitting. Like I made a lot of money Same. as a teenager babysitting. Like it's, it's a good gig. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So back to the moment she calls you mm-hmm. and you're like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. And then you called her again and she's like, no thanks. And then it I took some, <clears throat> excuse me. It took some coaxing, but another person called her and was like, you should actually really do this because there's a glass ceiling. You're not going to become a global artist. And so if you want, if you want this opportunity, you need to take it. Mm -hmm. So your friends were saying that you wanted to be a global artist for a makeup brand, but Mm -hmm. you're never going to get that opportunity unless you do this for yourself. Right. So I had stayed with my brands for a long time. I was with Bobby Brown for nine years and I was with Lauren Mercier for five because I wanted that longevity because I really did want that opportunity as a global artist or a pro artist. I didn't want to be at the counter. Um, and I think that that's something that I really try to remember when we are hiring our artists in studio because while it's an amazing place for people to come get their hair done and leave feeling really confident and educated, it's a space where artists can come, especially after we had passed the bill, to flourish. Right. And, and we talk about kind of your brand wanting you to grow and do something bigger and greater. And I think that that's someplace that people, artists can come to us and they either come from a counter or they're self-taught and they don't know what to do next. And we really have these opportunities that can help them move right. forward. So th- I think one of the reasons why I was fascinated by watching your business on Instagram is that it's the opposite of like Glam Squad, right? Glam Squad comes to me wherever I am. Um, but you're creating the little oasis that the customer comes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why do you think the customer in your, your area of Arizona is really drawn to this idea? Um, so we also do go, we also do come to you too. Mm-hmm. So I think though, <clears throat> It's a really fun space to be. It's really inviting, very comfortable. I think a woman is her most vulnerable, I'm sorry, when she's got nothing on. Mm -hmm. And you can come in and, gosh, I'm so sorry, and feel incredible um, and like you're in a very safe space. 
at the Sparkle Bar. And yes, we do come on location to you, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like a really, it's like the equivalent, I feel like, of being at a barbershop for men. Right. It's like a fun space where you can come, catch up with your girlfriends, look really pretty, take a bunch of pictures, and then leave. Right. That's an interesting comparison, especially because everywhere I go, no matter what city I'm in, the whole barbershop thing has right. gone like bananas, yeah. right? Right. Um, do you think it's that sense of community? Mm-hmm. Is that of course. drawing so people there? I th- we also joke too um, that our clients like don't want to leave, and so when they're in there, like they stay, they bring their curling irons. They, you know, do you mind if I change here? Of course not, please. Like, let's hang up your stuff. Like a lot of times, the girls, the artists will grab her clothes, go hang them up in the back, um, and it's really that. Remember when you used to go out and get ready, and it's fun, and there's music, and you're with your girlfriends, and you're like putting lashes on, yeah. yeah. And and then you're like getting ready to go out. You take your pictures and you're like, let's just stay. Just stay down. <laughs> like, like this is the funnest part. So that's what it feels like. And our clients would 100% agree. All right. So let's talk. Um, let's do a deep dive into what's hard, what's easy about running this business. Because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen and they like sometimes like pull over the side of the road to take notes mm-hmm. during these shows. So um, what kind of practical experience, wisdom can you share? Like what's been the hardest challenge for you, Leah? personally is managing um, different personalities. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, I feel like mo- the majority of our, our girls are creative spirits like myself, um, whereas Alex is very analytical, very like numbers driven, like facts and facts. But like for a creative, I feel like we're like, oh, this is great. Super emotional. Yeah, so <laughs> emotional. Um, this is, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, that sounds great. And then you give them a shift and they're like, actually, no, 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 that was too much. Or they're like, yes. I mean, they're just so breezy that it's, I mean, hard to kind of nail them down. Oh, so maybe um, like the young staffers, like, I guess, lack of clarity around what their own boundaries are. Right. And I mean, not even the young ones, like Uh just as a creative, like (laughs) we're all emotional, like so breezy and just so, I say fluid, but that's. You know, something I'm working on. Right, so like <laughs> outwardly they seem really breezy, but right. inwardly they're struggling. And exactly. They're not their yeah, they're definitely right. yeah, they're definitely struggling with boundaries. They're struggling with um, being realistic about their abilities. You know, can you work a 13-hour day? Can you be on location by yourself? Um, you know, do you have? I mean, just. I think a lot of learnings for us too, like, yes, how to manage these personalities, but also, you know, putting processes in place and, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that things are run from an operations perspective and making sure that, so we've learned along the way um, that every day there's a new challenge, we're growing, we're adapting, and that we have to be um, very nimble. Um, I'm somebody who, I change my mind a lot though, so you have to listen to your audience, and so being willing to do that as well has been very important and critical to our business as well. Um, You know, people say, we want you to come on location, we hear you. They want us to sell products, we totally get it. (laughs) So that is definitely coming. Um, So just being very like self-aware and and trying to um, not take on too much, uh, making sure that we're growing strategically, make sure that we don't abandon the customer or employees, more importantly. It's just been a lot of learnings. Every day is something new. Okay. And even together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Leah, you, you reference a challenge of, like, emotions, mm-hmm. right? And then you reference a challenge of operations, mm-hmm. which, like, doesn't surprise me because you just described yourself <laughs> yeah. as, like, creative and operational. Yeah. Um, like, I want to process in place. Right. <laughs> what happens next? Right. right. So I'm actually, Alex, like, somebody who gets really uncomfortable when I when the next two things down the line haven't been taken care of. Uh-huh. Like my mindset right. in running my business is like, 
I want to do the work now to be prepared for that next phase, whatever mm -hmm. that is. And it could be um, about resource planning. It could be about having the right talent in place. It could be about like, I don't know, having checklists or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I when I have an idea of where I want to go and I'm in limbo to get there, it's really uncomfortable for me. Um, so I hear you about process. And mm -hmm. I'm like super that way. Um, okay, so what's been Alex? To start with you, like the greatest reward so far in running the business. I think it's very exciting to have something that's ours um, that no one can take from us. And then just people loving our business, like loving what we've created is really special. Like you don't know when you open something, if people are going to be receptive to it until like you get there. I can remember when we first opened, um, we'd be on the phone together at like one in the morning and an appointment would come through and we'd be like, oh my God, did you somebody booked an appointment? And this was like three years ago. And so now it's just, it's crazy to see that like, yeah, people are booking appointments and they're downloading our app and we're busy like every Saturday. Back three years ago, we'd book out like a day in advance. Now it's like eight to 12 weeks, which is wow. awesome. So yeah, so we're very excited about that and just seeing how much we've grown. It's a lot for a small business to survive, you know, three years. And so we're very proud of that as well. And just, you know, how far we've come. And what about you, Leah? Um, I think actually seeing our clients leave. So since I am there and um, occasionally providing services too, I seeing her look at herself in the mirror in a completely different capacity than when she walked in. Um, or And especially people who have not been in before. So we have that woman who comes in all the time, and you know what, she's still like, she walks in different than she walks out. We were just on location in Las Vegas, and um, a gal had gotten her makeup done, and she's like, my mom looks so good. She's like, she would never say it because she just doesn't say anything like that. And she had gone to look at herself in the mirror. She literally came back with like a strut, and she's <laughs> like, I've never looked so pretty. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I feel like just seeing that shift in someone's in someone's confidence and leave just feeling great and like not even knowing what they're gonna like run into that day, but they know that they can like take it on. Okay, so let's talk about the future. Like I want you number one to live in the present because you are doing such amazing things. But I'm so curious about your business because um, like the storytelling you do on social, it just I feel like I'm there. Like I know <gasps> Thank I'm. You. I really it's true. Like I've never been there, obviously, but like I feel like I'm part of that community. I feel like I'm celebrating your wins with you. I feel like I'm in the partnership with you. Like you definitely immerse me as the reader in your world. Thank so you. Kudos to that. Um, so what what do you what's the vision for what's next, or do you even agree on what that vision is? She looks to me. <laughs> so I, um, I would say that I wholeheartedly trust every direction that Alex wants to go in the future. And I say Alex because she is that planner. I let me execute what we need to get done now so that you can be planning. So I'm going to execute current and I look to Alex because honestly, Alex knows things before they even happen. So like we literally, these shoes, for instance, she's like, hey, your shoes look familiar. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I just got them. I mean, like they're not yours. And she, but that's because she had them like four years ago. And she's like, oh, these are going to be on trend. Like they look so cute. But it's because she always knows before it happens. So I wholeheartedly trust where she wants this to go. Okay. So Alex, where are we going? Where's Sparkle Bar going? Um, so I'm very excited because we do have a very unique partnership that we can't like totally talk about now, but that is coming, which would make buying products very accessible to anyone, anywhere. There's a location of this. So that's very exciting for our customers. Um, but I don't know that whole, like I change my mind frequently is real. I see things in my head. Like there's a bunch of dots and then you just connect them and that's how I like do things. And so, yes, she absolutely executes to these like dots. And I'm the one who's like thinking about where those should live. 
but I don't know just yet. Like, do we want to have, you know, TSBs across the country? I don't know that I can handle my stress, my anxiety, a location in like 50 different markets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but could we be a place that people come to when they're in Scottsdale and look to for advice and for guidance and for trends, um, whether they live in New York, Arizona, or anywhere across the globe? Yeah, so I think making us available and accessible across the globe is our objective and goal. All right, so I would like to just throw my two cents in my observation. Please. I'm loving all of your cents. Um, so I see brand struggle, and um, I think the way to win right now, and this could change in two years, is to be hyper-local. You know? So I actually think that the fact that you're saying, like, we service Scottsdale, and if you're visiting Scottsdale, great. If you live in Scottsdale, great. If you drive 20 minutes or 30 minutes, great. And that, that that's, you own that space is really strong because um, I, I think that thanks to social and the way people buy media on social, it's really you can have a huge impact locally, right? Like think about the local bakery that's awesome or the local, I don't know, um, veterinarian, like they build their business locally and they can have a very strong business if they're savvy and like you, you're doing that. Um, so no matter how many sparkle bars you end up opening, as long as they like feel local, right? That they feel like part of the community, mm -hmm. I think you can continue to win. I, I mean, we couldn't agree more. We mm -hmm. say it all the time. Like we want to just like, not grow out of Arizona though. Like start so strong here that you grow out of your, like so mm -hmm. many people know about you that the you throw that pebble out into the the lake and the ripples just continue to grow. So that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. And I love this idea that you want to be a beacon for makeup expertise to anyone who's in the area, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if they're not permanent residents, right? right? This idea that I'm visiting, it's like a destination, right? It's like going to local yes, museum. Right. Literally we said, we just got an email this morning from somebody's coming from Michigan with their girlfriend and mm -hmm. they want to book Beauty 101's lessons with us just, you know, as part of their, their girls trip. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's exactly what we want to do. Very similar to, I think like Violet Gray, for example, is a good comparison, I think, minus the fact that they're retailing product, but like having that specialty, specialized store in, you know, on Melrose mm -hmm. in California, you can go visit if you want to. I think the same um, principle kind of um, lies with us as well. And is this all self-funded at this point? Yes, 100%. We are bootstrapped. <laughs> and um, there's a huge advantages to that, you yes. know, right? Mm -hmm. yes. um, do you, do you, are you considering outside investment? I think we're open to lots of conversations, right. but I think that the ability to control and make decisions and not be working for somebody else is really appealing for us. Right. Right, it's appealing to me too. Yes. <laughs> I've never, I mean, we're a service business, so I don't mm -hmm. even feel like it's, you know, we're a service business that's sort of virtual, so right, it's not right. like, in, that's not important to us, mm -hmm. but um, this idea of like total control over my vision, over mm -hmm. like where we're going, the work we say no to, mm -hmm. the opportunities right. we right. want, like that's, that's more than money. Right, right. Same. So we were just talking about that too. Like, what does success really look like? Right. Money will come and totally aware of that. But like, for me, it's my time. Like I, that, that is success to be able to dictate how I spend my days, my mornings, you know, all of that is what I'm really looking for. Right. So I used to be, I mean, until very recently, pretty obsessed with like, I'm working so hard. Why am I not rolling in it? Like, mm -hmm, this is like mm -hmm. goes through my mind all <laughs> right. the time. And then I was in the food store and I ran into a neighbor who's like, how is work going? And I said that same thing to her. I'm like, I'm working so hard, I'm not rolling in it. And then it just occurred to me, we were in like the canned food aisle, that like, if money was so important to me, I just go have a big job right, somewhere. Right, right, But right. like, what's really, really important to me is control over my time. Mm -hmm. The ability to say yes or no to things. Yes. So it took me like, I don't know, 10 and a half years to get there. But I realized like, I have, I'm, I'm rich yes. mm -hmm. in 
everything I want. Exactly. And then I just felt really more at ease, like, yeah, then, like, I can fill my bank account later. Mm -hmm. It will come. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Yes, thank you. So, um, okay, this is so exciting. What is a lingering feeling you want people to know about the Sparkle Bar? Because a lot of our listeners might be L.A., New York, Mm -hmm. right? So they might not be in Scottsdale. So what do you want them to remember? That, that you can give us a call or follow us on social and we have those tips and tricks that eventually, you know, we maybe will be to where we can say, hey, let me just FaceTime you. We'll have your lesson at home. So you're here. We're there. We'll do something by Skype. You can have the same expertise um, or even just following us on all of our platforms. I think that we really try hard to make sure that we, you know, make them feel confident and comfortable because they have us or in your back pocket. Well, and because... The internet is such a wonderful place. Um, we know trends whether we live in Arizona or New York or California. So we do keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening. So where we reside is kind of irrelevant to our audience outside of Arizona because you can have access to us and everything that we're able to share with you. So you can expect to see a lot more content from us because that needs to happen. Um, so you'll see more blogs and more tutorials. You've got a really incredible team who's very comfortable on social. Mm-hmm. So you expect to see more IGTV videos. We're going to ramp up our YouTube channel. So just stay tuned and follow us because we've got a lot of exciting things happening. I'm so proud of you both. Thank and I'm just so deeply grateful that you came to New York City to sit with us. Today. Yes, thank you for having us. Really for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, of course. And thank you for sharing your wisdom. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.